0: Not so long ago, on a podcast not so far away. It is a period of civil wars in the galaxy as Star Wars Month approaches. A brave alliance of underground podcasters has risen to challenge the tyranny and oppression of the toxic Star Wars fandom. Striking from a fortress hidden among the billion suburban homes in Virginia, a rebel, Dustin, leads the way in this first week of celebration to talk about the history of the franchise with his valiant crew, Rob, Jordan, and James. To crush the celebration month, Dustin begins constructing a plan to make it the best month ever. Its completion will either result in the great success or spell certain doom for the champions of freedom.
1: Welcome back to the Centerway Society. I believe that the intro includes Rob, but he will not be with us this week. We are only, it's only me, Jordan, and James this week. Say hello, guys. What's up? What's going on? Hey. I like to think that Rob is with us in spirit. Like he's hes a force ghost. Over I was just the, about to say that, yeah. 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 Like over in the corner looking at its he's disappointed over in the corner and he, he just a little wink of the eye and a thumbs up. No, he's given us that disappointed look because of the yeah, intro. I was to say, like, he's like, damn it, James. Yeah, just like that look my father gave me after I said I wanted to go to art school. Oh, no. <laughs> well, anyway, so this is the first week of Star Wars month and I am so excited. I don't know
2: about you guys. I am stoked. Hopefully we'll see something on May the 4th or maybe May the 5th.
0: Bro, we're getting like more. all sorts of good stuff.
2: Mm. Th- there is going to be some something, yeah. right? But at the same time they had the Star Wars celebration thing in London, so like they gave us a lot then. So like it's it's going to be a small thing maybe. Like I saw that they just released the lightsaber for um uh Cal Kestis from the what? Jedi Yeah, Jedi Jedi Fallen Order and then the uh Survivor um, or Survivor, yeah, that too. Nice. Yeah, they just they just released the hilt in that to be available. I think starting tomorrow. I just watched a video today where they
0: explained the orange lightsaber a little bit. Finally, but it's just kind of like somebody's theory about it too. So,
1: oh, gotcha. Okay, we'll save that for the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So this being the first week of Star Wars month for the podcast, I wanted us to start off with history of the franchise itself did either one of you guys have anything like any kind of history with it where were you
2: (laughs) (laughs) where were you when you first heard jar jar binks talk (laughs) yeah exactly oh my god no No, i was i was a
0: young i was a youngling Oh, Oh, no. Don't be around Anakin. Don't be around Anakin. Yeah, no, no. The best part was I was Anakin for Halloween, so to speak. (laughs) Were you really? Yeah, I was Darth Vader at, I want to say, either seven or eight years old. Nice.
2: So, what was it like being Vader in like 1984?
0: uh, Oh, wait a minute. I was born in 84. (laughs) So, it's probably, yeah, I want to say it was before my kid's sister was born. So, it had to be like 94, 95, though. Cool.
2: Damn, but, like, awesome.
0: I remember my mom, like, for some reason, could not find a red lightsaber at the time. Mm-hmm. All they had was, like, the really cheap, like, fake lightsabers. So you had, like, the little flashlight and had, like, the white blade. Yeah, so I, was, I remember like, those. Purified Darth Vader, I guess, would be the best way it, to
2: put it. It was, a- it was actually, like, like Ahsoka Tano and, and the Darth Vader garb. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but, yeah, I
0: want to say I was, like, four or five when my parent. I want to say it was my dad who introduced me into it. Yeah, it was like it was like one of those movies that you had to watch a lot as a kid. Oh, and yeah. then I kind of—I will say—I did veer off a little bit, but in recent times, since I—I I knew we were going to be doing this, I started watching some more. I just finished the the Tales of the Jedi. I watched you, all of them in
1: one night. You have been going hard because you've been yeah. sending me texts like every night where you're like, "What is this? Like, what <laughs> order do I need to watch that in?" It is. It's like honestly made me start tearing up a little bit. Yeah. So Gabe and I have been watching.
0: In fact, one thing we're getting May the Fourth, and this is something I'm going to be able to watch with my kids, So it makes me happy. Is we're getting the. I want to say it's Little Jedi's. Uh, so Star Wars. I can't remember what, but it's pretty much. They the, should
2: have named it Younglings.
0: Yeah, but it, <laughs> but it's like it's like Spider Man and his amazing friends. I think it's from the same people who animate right. that, and it's the right. Jedi's. So Gabe, Gabe and I started watching the shorts on Disney Plus. So I was like, "Well, let's" because he loved it. I was like, "Let's check something else out." So we started Rebels, and now we're both like super into Rebels.
1: Hmm. That's awesome. So, yeah, Rebels is great, man. I, I I didn't really like the the first season too much, but it it really does pick up.
0: Yeah, it, we're on season two, episode four, I think, right now. Nice, nice. And then I'm listening to the Ahsoka book. Cool, so I, I picked it up and I, I I'm enjoying it so far. I'm, I think I'm only on chapter seven or eight, so it's still kind of slow. The the empires just showed up at the planet she's on.
1: Mm,
2: nice. That's where I'm at, so nice. I I literally just started heir to the empire today. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm only I'm only like ten or fifteen pages in because I do have a one year old who I'm at the just with just savor focus. it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah, that's the way to to go about it
2: up i can't i can't wait to get more into that
1: yeah i i honestly have no idea when i started star wars i know it's like something that's always been a part of my life i know i only got into the eu which i don't even know if you know this james i got into it because our friend from culinary uh eric was a super big extended universe oh fan.
0: god yeah he he was like the guy who was like changing his name like i think at one point we were calling him darth Pingan.
2: Oh yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he was the biggest Star Wars nerd ever. Yeah. And I used to make fun like, of him for it. His... And I... and now you've become him. I, I have. have. <laughs> I think
0: his gamer tag was like Darth something too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's
1: always like, been yeah. like dark side dragon slayer something. Oh, yeah. It's oh, it's yeah. awful. It's cringy. but it's
2: yeah. To be fair, one of my think... one of my first gamer tags with Darth Balls.
1: Nice. Yeah. Bomb. yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say
0: I just recently rewatched that movie again
2: too. It's such a good movie, man. Yeah. Such a good movie. yeah, I, you know, I honestly don't know when I got into Star Wars. I know I was young. I don't remember like th- who showed it to me. Like that's not a mm-hmm. memory I have. But it was just always there. And I remember we, re- I didn't see or I saw, I saw Phantom Menace in theater, I believe, with my stepdad. But Attack of the Clones. Had come out and went to like DVD, and I think me and my buddy had and his mom had rented it for us, and we were young, so we watched it together. And I remember that vividly, and I remember like the music, like near the end, like we were like falling mm-hmm. asleep, and
1: that's so soothing.
2: It's it is, man. Yeah. And I just remember that, and I was like, damn, that is so calming. Like I would, I if if I can just like get that on a loop for mm-hmm. my son. And just be like his earliest memories are the attack of the clone ending music. You know, like that'd be good. Yeah. But no, Bro, I mean, I've, I've been around it since a young kid, but I can't say that I've. It's
1: like the force itself. There. Yeah, it's it's all around us. It surrounds it us. It's the it, medical. It helps
2: us. It's the medical count. <laughs> I,
0: won't, I won't come clean, too, because I'm not even sure it was my dad who introduced me. I'm 90 percent sure because he introduced me to a lot. But it's like you guys said, I don't exactly remember. It's you were just, just, you, were just
2: in, you were entrapped by Star Wars, yeah. and by what was going on that you're like, fuck, whoever showed me this is better than them, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah like it's 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 really become like a part. Like I've got I when Star Wars land open, like I literally walked in and my wife was cracking jokes at me because I was standing in front of the Millennium Falcon just in awe. That's man. That's like one of my key favorite memories, and I mean, I went and built my lightsaber. I want to go back and build a droid. So yeah,
1: don't it don't should man. Problem. So. On this first episode of Star Wars Week, I kind of wanted to go into a little bit of the history of the franchise. And I know I'm I'm super excited about this because Jordan doesn't know a lot about... Uh, well, I'm assuming doesn't know a lot about industrial light and magic. I would argue that George Lucas wanting to tell a story about space wizards might be one of the most important things in, like, America's cinema history. Like, in all honesty. I... I don't know if I can even do this story justice. Like I watched hours of YouTube videos and Lights and Magic. I suggest anybody listening to this go on Disney Plus and just watch through the series. It's 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 very fascinating in all honesty. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start from like square one, the very beginning one of the most important things that happens to Lucas, right? He grows up in this uh, suburban neighborhood. He's super into, like, vehicles and cars and stuff like that, which I think is kind of like a funny little nod to Star Wars in general because, you know, Vader, you know, being a ace pilot and stuff, it, it, I don't know, it just kind of plays into the, the whole narrative a little bit. He ends up getting in a car wreck and almost dying, and his father had been pursuing him to take over the family business for a long time and he decides like after living through that car wreck he's like meant for much greater things so he ends up going to college and one of the most important things that happens in his life is he comes across a book called the hero with a thousand faces have you ever heard of that one either one of you I guys can't say i have
2: now okay um.
1: so it's I, I i'm i i'm giving like the 2 cent summary of this. It's about how society creates the heroes that they want to admire, and it lays out this path about how the hero is cast out of his place of his like, safe haven, meets uh, somebody who mentors him, goes through a whole bunch of strife, and uh, loses a whole bunch of stuff, uh, gains a new ability, comes back, and overcomes the original obstacle and it's this theory that this story keeps on happening over and over again it's, it's fucking Star Wars by the way Right? if yeah. you ever put that together he ends up coming across the Hero with a Thousand Faces book gets really really into it and decides that he wants to start making films and he wants to get into stuff like that well, he meets Francis Ford Coppola and becomes best pals with him and starts working with him and they start up something called uh, American Zotrope Productions and that ends up going under at a certain point right but he ends up making a fan film called THX 1138 and that's when he meets Steven Spielberg that starts like a lifelong friendship at that point well after all this going wrong Francis Ford Coppola comes to him and he says okay, you're good at doing sci-fi. I want to see you do something else. Just anything else. Like, I'll put the money up for it. He ends up doing a movie called uh, American Graffiti, and that's where he meets Ron Howard. And th- making this movie is basically what sets him up for life. It's just a very Americana movie, right? He writes uh, the Journal of the Wills, basically the the first version of Star Wars at this point. And it's... It's just unlike anything that anybody had ever seen and nobody wants to pick up this script because obviously it's it's just too graphic intense and that's not even really a thing at this point right so he's shopping around and i thought this was a funny little funny little nod everybody keeps on telling him to take it to disney because he's pitching it as something for kids and they're like well disney does the kids films And he's like, I'm not taking it to fucking Disney. Right. And a Fox exec actually picks it up because he loved American graffiti so much. He's like, I'll give this guy anything he wants. So Fox is the one who did the first Star Wars, if you didn't know that. It ends up becoming an independent production by Empire. But the first one was owned by Fox and George Lucas does some like Thousand IQ shit and gets it. Makes it an independent film. Anyway, getting ahead of myself, right? One of the the coolest things about Star Wars is, and one of the things that almost makes George Lucas a true genius, is that he had this idea, but he keeps on pitching it to more talented people than himself, if that makes sense. He ends up uh, going to an artist by the name of Ralph McCormick, and he starts throwing ideas about Star Wars at him this dude keeps on coming back with paintings makes C-3PO makes R2 makes Cloud City makes all these different things and he's like oh that shit's pretty cool so he keeps on writing the script and he keeps on making more stuff throws some more stuff at Ralph McCormick he keeps on coming up with new art it's like this, uh, this perpetual motion you know it just keeps on building on each other you know at this point of the story, he's got $2 million to make Star Wars and absolutely no way of accomplishing it because there is no conceptually, there's no such thing as a visual effects team at this point. It was something that had become a trend with a uh, stop motion animation, but it, there were no like studios. There was there was nobody like innovating Effects in cinema, if that makes sense. So he ends up putting up all the money that he made from physical graffiti to create a studio called Industrial Light and Magic. And it it was freelancers from everywhere fucking commercials, movies, television, everything like that. And he ends up bringing them together. And I can't honestly describe to you how crazy it is. You think of these aliens that are so iconic from Star Wars. And you think George Lucas had all this in his head from the very beginning. He was writing the script. Half the shit that happens is him going, "Uh, we need a whole bunch of aliens in here. Can you make some stuff up and film it for me? And walks away. (laughs) Right. So like. Half of Star Wars is him going, I want a pilot to be in a ship with a dog. Right. And then somebody just going, hey, here's the most iconic thing in history. And him going. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. (laughs) The Millennium Falcon was literally him going. I want a ship, but I don't want it to look like smooth and Buck Rogersy. I want it to look like more industrial. And the guy was like, huh, well, a flying saucer. Okay. He took two plates and he put them on top of each other. And he had like a model. That was the only thing he was told. He was like, I want the cockpit to be on it. And he's like, where do I put it on in this? And he puts it on the side and he's like, well, okay, let's, let's make it go forward right so he kind of puts the points on it and he's like ah huh, Millennium Falcon that would be cool <laughs> Industrial Light Magic basically created all this for him like I, I'm, I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to cut down George Lucas by any means but some of their direction was just this man this chinless man just showing up and being like I wanted to go and then being like okay We'll You're such happen. a genius, George. Yeah, we'll make it happen, George. Bro,
0: I could be a director. You I need
2: could. to
0: go... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen
1: to the intro. Yeah. I can make noises. You're great at noises, dude. <laughs> All you have to do is have the air of confidence, and uh, you might have to like somehow make your chin disappear a little yeah. bit. Lose a chin. I need to grow more of a beard. <laughs> yeah. But um, going to 77, I mean, that's that's pretty much more or less the story. Industrial Light and Magic, I feel like, is the unsung hero of Star Wars, though. I I think diehard fans know who they are and stuff, but I don't feel like they get enough credit. He he created the studio out of something that didn't exist because he was like, I need to make this, and there's no way of doing it currently. He got all these people together. They started innovating uh, cinema effects at this point and like once 77 like a new hope wraps they didn't even know if a sequel was coming out so they you know go off and start doing their own stuff i want to say they started battlestar galactica after this oh, wow. he was ba- yeah he was basically just kind of like letting them use this half a million million dollar studio that he dumped his own money into and he was just like well i don't want it to go go to waste and then empire happens so he basically brings everybody back in yeah and they do that but then he's like okay well if i want to keep my friends together at this point we have to find work for them right so i i want my friends movies to be good so i'm going to lend my people out to my friends And then maybe if we have more time, we'll do stuff outside of that. So that's when you end up getting like Raiders of the Lost Ark and you end up getting Poltergeist and you end up getting, um, trying to think of some more like notable ones like ET and stuff like that. Back to the future, dude. Yeah. They, they did all that. Um, so this is going to blow your mind, Jordan. At least I hope it will. They end up hiring, uh, this guy who, was like, I'm pretty sure that computers are in, gonna end up being the future, right? And George Lucas was on that same trip. He was, he was like, running around and scrounging around for film is a pain in the ass. I want to turn this digital at some point. And they hired this guy who had decided to to really get into computers. And he was like, I think I can like create polygons and map out my hand. And turn that into a visual effect. Right? A movable object. Right. And started developing that under ILM. They created what they called the Pixar imaging computer. Does that sound fucking familiar? Yeah, Pixar. Yeah, they created Pixar, dude. (laughs) Yeah. And they didn't want to keep scrounging around for film. So they... They end up creating this infrastructure. They they start uh, backing up all their footage on discs and stuff, and create Avid. They created Avid. They created Avid. Really? Yeah, they were the first ones ever to do it. People thought it was witchcraft when they saw it. Right. Another interesting fact: a few years back, there was this kid named uh, John John Noel, who was a big fan of what they were doing. He kept on seeing like all the films they were making, he was really inspired by it and like interned with them and saw Avid and was like, what if we did this for home computers, right? Is there any way to actually turn this into an application and not just a piece of hardware? They created Adobe Photoshop That's at what I'm ILM
2: with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The whole thing ends up getting, you got to keep in mind too, when you're hearing all this, that, Lucas was going through a divorce at the time he needed the money and also his his big thing was he was just trying to make movies he wasn't trying to create these other businesses. He just needed the resources to do these things. So he ends up selling it off to Steve Jobs. So that's that's the big history there.
2: But so George Lucas creates Steve Jobs
1: more or less like outside (laughs) of creating the macintosh you know like yeah the idea of digital editing came from him wanting to tell stories about space wizards
2: yeah i mean yeah and you have you have adobe photoshop which is to this day probably the the you know most commonly used photo editing software then Think about what Avid has, which is going to be Pro Tools through digital design and all that. Yeah. So that's also probably, you know, there's a lot of other digital audio workstations these days. Like, I I prefer myself Cubase, but to not sit here and say that Pro Tools is not the industry standard and going to be in every studio is kind of insane. But that's Avid.
1: Yeah. And the idea of uh, 3D modeling coming from them, too. Like, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, Toy Story cool and all, but like visual effects today, like some movies are barely even done in real life. You know, they're, they're just a person standing in front of a screen and 90, I don't know, 70, 80 percent of the movie is done in post-production.
2: Yeah, just straight animated. And
1: yeah, never would have happened if he wasn't like, hey, we're doing Wrath of Khan and it would be cool if we could simulate a planet explosion you know on screen and make it not look real
2: yeah wow
0: I think yeah. that's exactly what happened with like Jurassic Park 2 because I want to say it was ILM who was working on it yeah that them. that was them they yeah. accidentally showed the producers and stuff the T-Rex mm. right? so that's when when we really got the big computer digital effects was the, the
2: T-Rex were they also the ones that allowed the T-Rex to like bite a crewman and uh, a person on the crew and like <laughs> harm harm them was that was that ilm too?
1: <laughs> so my my understanding is that one of one of also the reasons why it was sold was because the there there was a, a very um uh how do you almost kind of like a harry potter like house rivalry between uh the visual effects and like the practical effects departments
2: the practical effects people were Practical's like was like fuck you we don't need yeah. digital. And yeah visual effects, is, visual effects is visual effects is like like fuck you we don't need real yeah get out of here old
1: man shut up <laughs> with your boomer speak you know yeah Wonder all the
2: practical and effects are like 48 year old dads and all the visual effects are like <laughs> the young 22 year olds <laughs> that have no like no like wise years yet or anything oh you're not wrong yeah yeah it. they actually
0: mention stuff like that in the in uh the movies that made
2: us
1: mm-hmm
0: yep like I love that on Netflix. And they they bring up that's how the, the T-Rex was done. And then like they were trying to do the, the the stop motion animation. Yeah. That's what they were gonna originally go with, and then they saw the other and like hey, let's do that. And the guy's like, well yeah, they 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 got me taken off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they <laughs> we took I, our I... jobs. <laughs> yeah, for real. So I don't know if I droned on too much, but I mean that that was the history I I believe like at least a little snippet like if you want to go and check it out for yourself it's gonna it's gonna do much better than I I could have done it but I think that was a good first week I mean I don't know about you guys well Dustin
2: that was a very interesting look at history when it comes to George Lucas Lucasfilm, Lucas art ILM for me someone who's Maybe not as that much into the background of how all this got made. Mm-hmm. You kind of did an episode of how this was made for me and James here, so that was awesome. Um, you know, everyone else, uh, we are the Centerway Society. Um, we're missing Rob tonight, but you know he'll be back soon. You can check us out on Facebook slash Centerway Society. Um, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and then uh, realistically any podcasting platform we're we're on it streaming. Um, and I just want to lead out with maybe May the 4th be with you.